the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Hour 3 of Backbone Radio. Matt Dunn at your service. And Blake Gallagher's back there behind the glass with the tunes and all the other cool stuff. And I thought we might talk a bit about the World Economic Forum in this hour. I've got some other topics like those postcards sent out to 31,000 illegals in Colorado that uh, apparently we haven't gotten the names on that list. Secretary of State's office refusing to release the names. So we can double check and see if any of these 31,000 people voted or not. I'll go into a story that I came up with on that. But, and a few other things. You know how it goes. We, We might do a Tribute to Robbie Bachman of Bachman Turner Overdrive, who did pass away a couple of days ago at the age of 69. But good news, good news, ladies and gentlemen. The 53rd annual Davos meeting, Davos, Switzerland, upscale ski resort in Switzerland. Yeah, that's where the World Economic Forum will be having its meeting starting tomorrow from the 16th to the 20th of January. Oh, man. Their theme is going to be cooperation in a fragmented world. Boy, doesn't that sound good. Klaus Schwab, the guy who runs the World Economic Forum, the Bond villain, one of uh, just a real nasty piece of work. I read his The Great Reset book some months back, and I thought, hmm, Boy, they sure jumped on COVID to try to change the way we vote and we build back better and we interact with anything and everything. And they want to change the way we eat and the way we drive and the way we live. And they're uh, not a good bunch of people. And I think that they have taken so much heat and so much criticism from places like Backbone Radio, among others, that they're, they're trying to put a smoother, nicer, kinder, gentler veneer on themselves this year. And I thought I would look a little bit at the program just to share it with you, to know what the WEF people are up to. found a good tweet from uh, somebody named Pelham who describes this uh, upcoming... Oh, by the way, yeah, Robbie Knievel passed away. Somebody just texted that in. Robbie Knievel uh, passed away this week. So... um, and another text studio that uh, Christopher Ray is going to Davos. Christopher Ray, the corrupt deep stater FBI director, Russia hoaxer, January 6th hoaxer, all the rest of it. He's going to be there. Isn't that reassuring? Um, I haven't seen that. I, I was reading all of the documents from the WEF. I did not see that Christopher Ray was going to be there. But Alexa found it. That's good. Thank you for that. Anyway, Pelham. By the way, Robbie Knievel. As a kid, I had the little evil Knievel motorcycles, you know, where you could rev them up and then you could jump them over stuff. You try to jump them over your matchbox cars, see how many cars you could get them over. Anybody have the evil Knievel motorcycles as a kid? That dude was a wild man, evil Knievel. 
loved his cape and his, he's like wearing Elvis clothes, ju- driving motorcycles, jumping over canyons and stuff. Anyway, how'd I get on that? Text the studio. They're always keeping me off track, I tell you. <laughs> Keep them coming. <laughs> Keep them coming. Anyway, back to the Pelham tweet about the World Economic Forum 53rd Confab. Over 2,500 delegates, 5,000 armed security, and over 2,000 individual private flights will fly into a Swiss ski resort for the World Economic Forum Davos 2023 to tell the rest of us to stop taking flights, stop driving petrol cars, and stop eating meat. That's a pretty good summary of the World Economic Forum. By the way, 303-696-1971, if you have any thoughts, this, that, or the other issue that we've covered tonight, or anything that just happens to be on your mind. At any rate, um, the World Economic Forum people and the Klaus Schwab, boy, you watch that guy speak and you just like, oh, man. Man, that guy has got to be some sort of evil walking this planet. But they want you to live in the pod, Yeah, they want you to eat the bugs. (laughs) They want you to own nothing. That's the quote. You will own nothing and you will be happy. You will rent a pod. You will rent a pod, right? You will watch your propaganda and you will eat the bugs. And that that to me, just I, I just am not interested in that kind of lifestyle. But the whole point of this is that the elites, the big billionaire class people, the politically connected globalist elites. They they want to consolidate their power. They want to maintain and perpetuate their power. And they tend to really, really despise the masses. They use climate issues, climate change issues, as sort of the, uh, the, the motivating factor and the, the driving force behind all of their initiatives. By the way, I thought Stephen Malloy sent out a note that there was no record... In the year of 2022, there was no, like, higher, lower, extreme temperature record set anywhere on the planet. That's kind of interesting. Interesting. I do have a little skepticism. It is increasing about, you know, the climate change scenario. It seems to be a tool, a convenient tool used by elites to try to get more power for themselves and treat the masses poorly. (laughs) If you want my opinion. But uh, have you seen this thing about... The wood stoves, or uh, not wood stoves, i got to stop saying, the natural gas stoves. There's some kind of a push, and I haven't dug into it yet, but there's some kind of a push against natural gas stoves now being a problem. And maybe some pressure will be coming on natural gas stoves to uh, get rid of those or diminish the use of natural gas stoves. And who's up for that? Who's excited about that? You, uh, I don't know. You want to cook your bugs on a different kind of stove? I think wood stoves are out, right? You can't do that. But, uh, of course, people were speculating. I'll bet you the World Economic Forum is somehow behind this natural gas stoves thing that's pejoratizing natural gas stoves. And uh, I don't know. Are they dangerous? I don't have one. Are they a problem? Anybody ever blown themselves up with a natural gas stove? But, of course, there is a World Economic Forum tweet here. That goes back to July 15th, 2022, 3 a.m. This was sent out from the World Economic Forum at WEF. Here's the quote. In the U.S. alone, methane leaks from natural gas stoves have the annual climate impact of 500,000 cars. 
learn more about sustainable cooking. And they give a helpful link to a World Economic Forum article about sustainable cooking, which presumably does not involve natural gas stoves. And by the way, and so the left has kind of been bad-mouthing natural gas stoves. And somebody went in, and I saw some pictures of not only Nancy Pelosi, not only Pocahontas Liz Warren, and also uh, Ocrazio Cortez, they have photos of themselves cooking on natural gas stoves. There they are cooking stuff with natural gas stoves. So, hmm, does that fall under the hypocrisy category? They don't care about hypocrisy, just so you know, just so you know. And I love these visions, the World Economic Forum. Cause they, they do these, like, diagrams of future cities of the world in which everybody's, like, in these pods stacked high, you know. You ever been to Beijing or Shanghai and you see those gigantic apartment structures? Well, that's their vision for the future, that everybody's crammed into these little pods that they don't own and they're eating sustainable food bugs kind of stuff. And I don't know, maybe Bill Gates synthetic meat kind of stuff. And I don't know. I still am just not going for it. I just, I just don't go for it. I just, I just get a bad vibe from these people. And the way, you know, it's, it's the rich. It's the rich people, the billionaires. They're the outsized power of the billionaires. You've got to be a billionaire these days if you want to, like, you know, control anything or have any interest in anything. But why don't we look into their plans, their cooperation in a fragmented world? And I'll just put this out there that, you know what, I want the world to be fragmented because I don't want the WEF billionaires running the show. Does that make sense? It's better to have it fragmented, power dispersed, and power fragmented all over the globe and let individuals run their households and make their decisions and do their own thing and live and breathe free air. Yes. But the World Economic Forum thinks that it's a fragmented world and it's a problem. Because that means that the billionaires maybe don't have quite full power yet over the entire world. But they want to get there. They're trying to get there. More on this in a flash. Gonna ride a blue train, sings Johnny Cash. And right here in Colorado, we are certainly riding the blue train. United States of America, we're riding the blue train, with the possible exception of the House of Representatives. How's McCarthy doing? Is he doing all right? And maybe the Supreme Court SCOTUS is not quite all on board the blue train. But boy, we're on the blue train in Colorado. That is a fact. Text the studio, quote, I heard banning new gas stoves is on tap for Colorado. Sharp eye on the state legislature. Think the blue train will get rid of natural gas stoves? And sure enough, somebody sends in a picture so honored Thank you, Mr. or Mrs. Hayes. I believe it's Mrs. or Miss Hayes. There's a picture of Jill Biden cooking over a natural gas stove. So it's not just Jill Biden, Nancy Pelosi, Ocrazio Cortez, and Pocahontas Liz Warren. Throw Jill Biden into that category. Are we? Well, and Jennifer down in Texas sends in a tweet. Natural gas can't be controlled remotely. The way electricity can be. Think about it. Mmm. Mmm. That does make me think about it. Remember that bunch of stories we did about Excel Energy controlling people's thermostats last summer? 
people were getting hot. They were fricasseeing in their apartments, in their homes, in their domiciles, and they couldn't turn up the AC. They couldn't control their own thermostats because they were on some kind of Excel energy plan, which made it so that somebody else, some bureaucrat somewhere, controlled their temperature inside their own home. Hmm. Expecting more of that. Excel came out and said, we're going to be doing more of that. We're going to, you're going to see more of this. Oh, I'll bet Klaus Schwab would approve of all of that. I bet he would as they head into their cooperation in a fragmented world. Annual meeting 2023. <laughs> like I said, I want a fragmented world. I don't want a world controlled by that handful of billionaires. Somebody texted in. What's the World Economic Forum carbon footprint? Oh, with all those jets and what did I say? It's 2,500 delegates, 5,000 armed security, 2,000 individual private flights. Is that a carbon footprint or what? On that poor little Davos ski area in Schwyz. I don't know. Davos seems to be able to do this every year and who knows what the... Snow. The snow is probably all dark brown, the, like the shade of coal or something in Davos at this point, after 53 years of Klaus Schwab showing up. But I'll do some of the details on what they're going to talk about and their bland theses they're going to perpetuate this year. And But I wanted to say hello to Linda in Brighton first off. And Linda, glad you're on board. And anything going on with you? Welcome. Oh, yeah, I'm there. You know... All this stuff with the chickens, you know, who came first, the chicken or the Democrats? And you know what? They're frying all those eggs. Those Our shelves are empty because all these Democrats have them in their mansion. They have all the eggs, and they're frying them on their gas stoves, damn it. Hmm. You know? Anyway. That's, yeah. And I'm just, you know, I just, I'm really upset with what's going on. They throw their crap at us and say, no, that's your crap. And I'm just really tired of what's going on, and we got to get the power back. I mean, we have to stand up to them. Power to the people. Yo. Yes. yes, you know, you have to have a positive attitude, you know, and you've got to stay positive and got to focus because God gave us this, you know, power of authority. And if we don't use it, they will, you know. And I think that's why Trump was so powerful because he realized that power of authority that is God-given, you know. Amen. God-given. Power yeah. to the people, yeah. not power to the billionaires. That's what the WEF is about, power to the billionaires. And hey... By the way, we're going to have to take your stove. <laughs> take my what? Your stove. Your no, you, your your gas stove. I'm no, I'm no, sorry, no, Linda. No. We can't let you fry no, an egg on that. The, no, the Democrats are doing it. Yeah, I wonder, oh. is the state, has somebody seen this? I had a text that, you know, that maybe Colorado legislature going to look into getting rid of the natural gas stoves. Oh, I know. Hmm. Don't, don't let them take your stove. you got to fight sometime or another, you know. You got it. When they take it, you know, grab it back. Say, oh, no, you know, you don't have the power no more. The enemy has the power that we give them. That's all. Yeah. I bet Klaus Schwab's vision when you're living in your pod is that there will be no gas stove in that pod. Let me tell you. Well, I'm going to tell you something. You know, you can choose your sin, but you can't choose your consequence, you know. And there's a statute of limitations, you know, but there's not a statute of limitations on car. Did you say you can choose your sandwich, but you can't choose your consequence? No, your sin. Oh, got it. I thought you said sandwich. I don't well, know how I even heard that. Well, I like an egg and cheese sandwich myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, me too, Linda. Me too. And you know what? If I was a little girl now going to school, 
and I was such a tomboy. Oh my God! I I mean I hurt boys. I did. Swim mm. and do Ooh. everything. And then they, that psychologist would go, "Your little girl needs to become a boy." And I'd be a Larry, not a Linda today. You know what I mean? Mm. I have no choice. Mm-hmm. Then I think they need to check into that and get busy about taking these kids as rights away and saying, "Your little boy, your little girl." You know this little boy loves uh, stuffed animals. And he's afraid to go to sleep because it turned to a girl. And there's another little girl. She's afraid she's going to be a boy. That's how they're affecting these little kids' minds. Mm. Fear from all this. Well, you know? you know, if you go on Twitter and you look at libs of TikTok, they have some slightly strange videos on there. And, of course, the left and the Twitter tech police been censoring and silencing and banning libs of TikTok that's been pointing out some of the stuff you've been saying. And... Elon Musk has brought them back, and, you know, it's like uh, interesting stuff, Linda. So I just want to salute your positive attitude up there in Brighton and for your stream of consciousness set of thoughts there, Linda. So thank you for checking in. Well, stay you, stay close you, with us. You and, and Randy are my favorites. God, I love you guys so much, you know. I forward to you guys every weekend. You I'm know? so honored to hear that, and... We, uh, we send love to, to Randy, who's on s- Saturday nights now at 5 to 8 p.m. He's got the full three hours now, and thoughts are with him. And honored that you would take time for us and even to check in, Linda. So all the best to I you. I know. I could rattle on for the next 25 minutes and just have your head going, whoa, I'd be shaking your tree. I'm not kidding. No, oh, I, I, I don't doubt that, like, at all, Linda. And, man, that, that would knock everybody's socks off. May oh, I, I say? If you, if you knew what was really going on, I'm going. Oh, I got to tell someone. You know, <laughs> got to really watch what you say. You know, and I got to, You know, because and you know, like uh, hmm. it, I think it's bullshit. You know, because not not. Oh. Like, I mean, like a bullshit. No, oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I wish one clear. Of yeah, on one of these Democrats. You know what I mean? Um, I, I, I I'm getting the picture, Linda. But <laughs> so hey, you stay groovy. Talk soon, Linda. Right on, A-plus there, and uh, yeah, that was all kinds of information, and uh, you know, the fragmented world, and sometimes we get fragmented conversation, but it's all good because, you know, it gets our minds in different directions there, but just so we get this started from the World Economic Forum... Under the theme, Cooperation in a Fragmented World, the annual meeting 2023 will bring together more than 2,700 leaders from government, business, and civil society at a pivotal time for the world. How do you like, who writes this stuff? Multiple crises are deepening divisions and fragmenting the geopolitical landscape. Leaders must address people's immediate critical needs while also laying the groundwork for a more sustainable, resilient world by the end of the decade. Huh. So we need leaders to do that. We can't have individuals address their own needs. We need leaders to do that, according to the WEF in this fragmented world. We need billionaires. We need these people who are flying in on their own private jets to Davos to address this stuff for us. We, we can't do it ourselves. We're helpless. Yeah, we need them. And they're looking out for us. They care about us, yes. And here's your next serving of bugs in your pod. Love it. You'll own it. Nothing. Yeah, coming back with some pedal steel with Graham Parsons and Emmy Lou Harris. 
one of their duets, legendary stuff. And I just sometimes I just gotta have the pedal steel. Man, I dig pedal steel backing up a tune. There's just nothing like it, in my humble opinion, in this fragmented world. <laughs> yeah, Klaus Schwab's all worried about the fragmented world we're living in. Thinks we need more cooperation, which translates to we need more power in the hands of Klaus Schwab and the billionaires to stop all this fragmentation stuff that's going on. Oh, oh, it's just fragmented. You know, it's just when power is dispersed, they think that's bad. The founders of this country thought, no, dispersing power to the individual is the way to go. That's how you have the highest levels of civilization, not top-down power, but bottom-up power. That's my opinion. Anyway, a quote from Klaus Schwab is the, 53rd World Economic Forum annual meeting kicks off tomorrow in Davos, Switzerland. Quote, we see, I won't do it in the Klaus German Nazi accent either. By the way, I believe his father was a Nazi. I've seen that. Hmm. And now Klaus is doing his thing. Anyway, quote, we see the manifold political, economic, and social forces creating increased fragmentation on a global and national level. To address the root causes of this erosion of trust, we need to reinforce cooperation between the government and business sectors, creating the conditions for a strong and durable recovery. At the same time, there must be recognition that economic development needs to be made more resilient, more sustainable, and nobody should be left behind. End quote. Thank you, Klaus, for that wisdom. Cliché, cliché, cliché. Man, is that unbearable to even read anything that comes out of this World Economic Forum Twitter page, information page, website, any of these people. It's all useless, empty, pathetic cliches disguising their lust for power. Anyway, I got to the point there early. Who are some of the worthies that are going to be going to the 53rd annual meeting, Olaf Scholz, federal chancellor of Germany, Ursula von der Leyen, president of the European Commission, Roberta Metzola, president of the European Parliament, and you can go down this list. I thought two worthies. John Kerry's going to be there. Alexa texted the studio that uh, Christopher Ray, the FBI director, deep stater, is going to be there. Ah. But guess who's going to be there? Mark Root, R-U-T-T-E, Rutte, Root, Prime Minister of the Netherlands. Remember he of the guy who's kicking the farmers off their land in the Netherlands, the Dutch farmers, they're freaking out, they're protesting, they're driving their tractors all around. Mark Root, yeah, he wants the, the World Economic Forum, economic, uh, environmental, climate policy stuff up there, and he's going to be there in Davos. You know who else is going to be there? Christia Friedland, Freeland, Deputy Prime Minister and Minister of Finance of Canada. Canada, Christia Freeland, remember her? She's the one who's in there confiscating the bank accounts of the protesting farmers in Canada. So, good, she'll be there, along with John Kerry. Tedros, 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 that guy, uh, Director General of the World Health Organization. They were really luminaries in the whole pandemic. And before I get to the phone lines, just one second. Here's, here's what I mean by the 
empty, cliche, revolting prose that comes out of the World Economic Forum. Listen to this paragraph in their announcement about their uh, annual meeting. Quote, among the new initiatives at the annual meeting is the Global Collaboration Village, a purpose-driven metaverse that fosters more sustainable public-private collaboration and spurs action to deliver impact at scale. End quote. And I could keep going, but good grief. Okay, so it's a purpose-driven metaverse. What? Just barf. Barf. I'm going to puke. So it's Global Collaboration Village. <laughs> purpose-driven metaverse. Blah. Fosters more sustainable. They got the sustainable word in there. Yay. Check that one off. Sustainable. Public-private collaboration. What does that mean? That means the billionaires and the government work together like fascists. That's the definition of fascism. Yes? Go. And they're just doing it right out there in Switzerland. All the jets are flying in. And they're spurring action to deliver impact at scale. Yeah, whatever. I'm just... That's these people. That's Klaus Schwab. And so we got, yeah, yeah, we got all the, all the people are going to be there. And they're, they're wanting about cooperation in a fragmented world. And I say more fragmentation, the better. More dispersal of power, the better. The problem this world has is that there's too much power in the hands of the billionaires and the government's working together with the billionaires to create a kind of a fascist type scenario. If you can look up the definition of fascism. It's when government and corporations work together to screw over everybody in the world. That's how you see it in Webster's, isn't it? Well, I think we should get to the phone lines. Aaron is checking in. Aaron in Denver, how are you, my good man? Thanks for being here. Hey, what's going on? How you doing, man? Happy New Year. I'm just venting a little spleen on the Klaus Schwab people of the world, and Happy New Year to you, sir. Well, you know, Matt, you could go on and on and on, but, yeah. you know, but, uh, you know, I mean, these people, uh, definitely are smoking their own, I mean, they're drinking their own Kool-Aid, they're smoking yeah. whatever they're smoking, and, and, you know, uh, the world would be better off if, there, if we had, uh, people that were more moral, had some morals and values, actually had some ethics, trying to, there's, uh, these people are, are planning how can we rape, pillage, and plunder, the, the working stiffs of the world out there. And How take their stones. screw them out of their hard-earned money, yep. or wherever they happen to be working on planet Earth somewhere. And 99.9 of us have to actually work and work for a living. And, and I'm just trying to avoid, uh, as one of these working stiffs out here on planet Earth, trying to, uh, trying to get, find a way to get rid of these SOBs out of these positions, because that's all they do is plan, kind of like this ominous bill. You know, 1.7 trillion in in our country. Yeah, just the way raping, pillaging, plundering, working stiffs like you, me. I mean, you're working for a living, and they, darn right. And, yeah, and and they're just planning. How can we steal from a hardworking American citizens <laughs> in this country? Just steal, rape, pillaging, plunder from you know, just scheming. You know, back doors. You know, behind closed doors. We we won't use a knife on them. We won't lose, use a gun on your head, Matt. Hell, we'll just use the pen. That's how we'll get them. Yeah, we'll, we'll get your stuff that way. We'll get yeah, your yeah. stuff, and we'll tell you what to do. We'll make your decisions for you. You don't need to own anything. We'll, we'll get it, because it, it's better if we have it. It's better if we make your choices for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it's, just, it's just crazy. And, it, and the thing about this, you know, this declassified papers, that's what I really called about. Yeah, you know, Biden. Uh, 
Yeah, the classified. And I'm thinking, of, it mad if you were president of the United States and you and you served your four years or you got reelected, served eight years. Would you take classified papers? I'm thinking if I was president of the United States, if I served four years, I'm not. I'm leaving. I'm leaving that pile of ass there. I I, <laughs> I did my term. I, I served my country. I did the best I could. Now it's time for me to go live a civilian life. I got I, I got Secret Service, you know, for life because I was an ex-president. Okay, now I'm, I'm just going to live uh, my life just like you, Matt, or or me. You know, except I got Secret Service with me. Okay, that's cool. That comes with the territory. But the thing is, though, I'm not going to take this classified material with me. I I dealt with it as President of the United States, and now it's time to leave this pile of crap here and um, and, and get the hell out of Dodge. But, you know, I, I don't understand, you know, whether you're president, ex-president, or vice president, or former secretary like uh, Crooked Hillary, why you have this material? You did you you did the job. So leave it there. Well, Biden, I don't get it. Biden might have wanted to have some stuff on Ukraine and China and stuff. I mean, he had business deals going on in these places via Hunter. Mm-hmm. He, he might have to need some info on how to like get some more uh, income into the Biden family coffers. That that's how I look at some of that stuff. China as well, apparently. I but mean, uh, Trump had this stuff. Apparently, you know, he, he wants to write his memoirs and he wants to keep souvenirs and all this uh, stuff. And yeah, yeah, something like for your presidential library. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And but Obama had all that stuff in some place in Chicago, in some like storehouse in Chicago, right? So yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's crazy because thing is, even if I had a presidential library, I'm still leaving the crap there. I mean, it's not like it's going anywhere. And if I need to get <laughs> get get my crap, you know, uh, while I'm my president, I'll get it from there. I'm not. Li- I, I just leave that crap there. It, it, it's insanity. It, it's absolute insanity, man. Yeah, it is. And Biden should pay a price for it. We'll see what happens here. Did you just turn that down? Oh, is it still going? Oh, that that was all there was. Oh, I didn't know that the song ran out of juice there. Anyway, that was Elvis Presley's "I'm Gonna Walk Them Golden Stairs." D E M. I think that's how the actual song goes. Not them, but it's them golden stairs. As we offer, yes, another tribute to Lisa Marie Presley having passed on. And I've been uh, wanting to do a little tribute to Robbie Bachman, the drummer for BTO, who has passed on as well. And, oh, we do have the music. This this will get us a little bit more fill here, uh, BTO. Yeah. Is that cowbell in there? That's cowbell. I gotta put this in my cowbell file. I've got a whole cowbell file for when you need cowbell tunes. This is You Ain't Seen Nothing Yet by Bachman Turner Overdrive. Prayers to the family of Robbie Bachman, Robin Peter Kendall Bachman, the drummer for that band, born in 1953. And as we let that slide under us here, I, I should have played that earlier in the show. You know, you ain't seen nothing yet, and then here we are in our last segment. And so, hopefully you've seen something already, but the Bloyer Brothers, the Bloyer Effect is coming up here momentarily. You don't want to miss a word that 
Casey and Scott bring forward. They talk about some of the fascinating issues, manliness, manhood, male issues, among other issues. Sometimes I get into those around here on Backbone Radio, but at any rate, we've done our tributes, and I, th- this is a story I, I could have done a lot more on, but here is a story from The Federalist, January 7th, 2023. Colorado won't name 31,000 foreign citizens it sent voter registration info, so counties have no idea if they voted. Huh. Remember, and we talked about this, we talk about this, and I've had some very informed text to studio and callers like bring up stuff about this issue, and I don't know, it just it just seems like they just do what they want to do. And we started out the show talking about the left seems to have more compassion for chickens than their fellow citizens. You know, they, we have this new law about, you know, you can't have chickens in cramped spaces laying eggs. They don't want cramped spaces. But in terms of like politically in our discourse and censorship and no respect for the First Amendment, they, they want all of their political opponents in a cramped space. So they want the chickens not in cramped spaces and partly maybe our egg prices and our egg shortage we've had here and there uh, can be tied into this. But they, they care more for chickens than for us. I mean, free speech. I mean, that's, that's a big thing. They, they, we're, I feel cramped. I'm cramped. If you're a Republican in Colorado, don't you feel cramped? Anyway... This story in The Federalist says this, Colorado officials are still refusing to cooperate with local counties after the Secretary of State's office sent more than 31,000 foreign nationals postcards on how to register to vote in time for the 2022 midterms. According to a newly released report by the Public Interest Legal Foundation, PILF, the Colorado Secretary of State's office has refused to give county election officials the names of foreign nationals who received voter registration instructions in their counties back in October. According to documents obtained by PILF, Deputy Secretary of State Christopher Beale refused to give the names of 54 foreign nationals who were mailed to voter registration postcards in Moffitt County. So this is one county's example of I don't know how many counties we have in the state. But a spokesman for Beale told a Moffat County official there were potential legal issues that need to be addressed before lists of erroneous recipients in each county can be shared, end quote, and that he did not have a timeline for when such issues would be resolved or if they can be at all. The Federalist continues, because the Secretary of State's office is refusing to cooperate with county officials, there is no way for them to check if such ineligible residents voted illegally in the 2022 midterms. Okay. So that's just where that one is. All right. We've got uh, basically just, it seems like, you know, uh, the World Economic Forum talks about cooperation, the importance of cooperation in a fragmented world. But it just doesn't seem like our Secretary of State, Jenna Griswold, and Deputy Secretary of State Christopher Beale are cooperating with the different counties who would like to get the name so they can check to see if anybody of the 31,000 foreign nationals who got postcards telling them how to vote and how to register to vote in time for the 2022 midterms, you know, we're just not getting cooperation. It'd be nice to be able to double-check these names in this database. It'd be nice to be able to see this stuff, but apparently we're just not getting cooperation. Hmm. Maybe... Some of these individuals, maybe Jenna Griswold, maybe Christopher Beale, could go off to Davos and learn some things about cooperation. 
because it seems like they're contributing to the fragmentation we are all laboring under and suffering under. And um, although I am on record as saying that more fragmentation, the better. And that is one of the lessons of like libertarian thought and Austrian economic thought. And that would be um, von Hayek, uh, The Road to Serfdom. That book has had a big impact on me about how fragmented and dispersed power is better for freedom and better for a more successful, higher standard of living, more stronger middle-class economy than when you have the top-down power, when you have the top-down power wielded by the few on top, right? And that is what part of my my abiding interest and fascination with politics is that I think America has a strong and stable middle class. We have had enough history of dispersal of power in this country that we can have that strong middle class, and it is that strong middle class that keeps us out of the troubles that you have in third world countries and you have with communism. Communism really sweeps in and consolidates power ever more in the hands of the few. Communism is a great sales program, a great way to convince the masses that, yeah, if you can hand over all these power to these enlightened vanguard leaders in the Communist Party, that they're going to somehow make everything equal and level the playing field and it's all going to be good when all it, of course, does is put more hands, more power in the hands of the people on top. But when you have a healthy middle class, that's what saves that from happening and prevents that from happening. And by the way, there was one other uh, individual who passed away named Diamond. Remember Diamond and Silk? Somehow Diamond has passed on, and especially going back to 2015, 2016, when Diamond and Silk came on the scene and they would do, you know, two African-American women. And by the way, big salute to MLK Day tomorrow. I know the kids are not in school. Um, let's, uh, let's have a, a, good, a good set of respect and celebration for MLK Day tomorrow. But Diamond and Silk, they would, uh, two African-American women who would do these, these dialogues, these back and forth, just loving and praising Trump. And they were wonderful. They were hilarious. Boy, the things they did, and ah, alas, we have lost diamonds. So we work, we work that in as well. And uh, by the way, just uh, a few more texts. They've come in by the dozens tonight, and I won't be able to respond to everybody. I was able to get most every every text responded to. And um, ah, one says the world would be a better place if more men were like Casey and Scott Bloyer. Yes, they are coming up next. Be ready for them. Um, one says uh, they consider humans the same as hamsters. And, uh, hey, a lot of folks are saying, hey, great show tonight, great show tonight, good show. Thank you very much for everybody checking in. Hey, Richard, the limo driver, glad you're out there trucking around doing your deal. Again, thriving member of the working class. Thanks to all of the many wonderful, brilliant callers who have checked in, taken time for us tonight, the text studio, even the tweets at Backbone Radio. You're invited to follow on there, and some days I have more time to tweet than others, and some days I have less time. Anyway, but let's let's wish Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum well this week. The jets are flying into Davos, leaving that carbon footprint, and cooperation, that's their deal. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.